Diocese of Churches for the Sake of Others is pleased to present the C4SO podcast, a place to celebrate the voices and values of C4SO. C4SO is a national diocese of the Anglican Church in North America, led by Bishop Todd Hunter. You can learn more about us at c4so.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the C4SO podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sternke, and today we continue our series on Melodies of Hope, Hymns from Advent and Christmastide. We have enlisted for this series a number of worship leaders, songwriters, and thinkers from around C4SO and beyond to tell us about a favorite Advent or Christmas hymn and to give us a fresh take on our familiar canon of carols for this season. Our guest today is the Reverend Deacon Anna Purdom, a woman who wears many hats. She is a wife, a mother, a music teacher, and also the music and worship minister at Good Shepherd Anglican Church in Longview, Texas. Anna is also a songwriter with eight recorded albums to her credit. Two of her albums, Anglican Hymns and Anglican Hymns Volume 2, contain hymn arrangements uh, that she began recording with her husband and children during the COVID lockdowns of 2020 when her local parish moved to having church online. Anna, it is great to have you on the C4SO podcast. Glad to be here. Is there anything else that you would like for us to know about you or your work before we dive in? Oh, you summed it up very well. (laughs) Okay, good. Very nice. Uh, So uh, let's get into it. What hymn did you select for us and why is it one of your favorites? I selected Comfort, Comfort Ye My People. Um, I selected it because I love the words. I love Isaiah 40. Hmm. Um, And I love John the Baptist. I love the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way Mm. of the Lord. And I selected it because it's a less well-known hymn. And there's kind of a lot of interesting history about it to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about that. What is this hymn's uh, historical context? Um, Well, the the words, as you know, are Isaiah 40, went through for a paraphrase. It was written by um, a, a German, a German composer. Well, he wasn't a composer. He was a hymn writer. He wrote the lyrics. Mm-hmm. His name was uh, okay. Olarius um, in 1671. Um, and he okay. wrote it for St. John the Baptist's Day, which is June the 24th, um, that he was a preacher and an academic. And he compiled one of the largest and most important German hymnals of that era of the 17th century, oh, which dear. I thought was okay. really interesting. Um, yeah. But the what I like even more than Olarius was uh, the translation, which was done by a woman named Catherine Winkworth in the 1800s. And she uh, really inspires me. I've gotten to know her since I've been recording hymns because many of our hymns have been translated by her into English from German. Um, so anyway, she... she uh, she spent apparently she spent a year she's she's an english woman but she spent a year in dresden germany where you know reading between the lines of history she must have just really fallen in love with the german hymnody and she spent the rest of her life translating german hymns into english so like the source i was looking at has her translating 127 hymns into english and she published three whole um hymnals of these translated German hymns, and we oh. owe to her wow. hymns like uh, Praise You the Lord, the Almighty, 
that's one of my favorite hymns, oh, and she translated that for yeah, us. Me too. So, yeah. anyway, that I just think she's an interesting character in the story of this hymn. Yeah. And then yeah. the tune that we use, um, there's sort of some sort of scholarly debate on who wrote it because uh, okay. the tune is called Psalm 42, but uh, we don't know whether that was written by Claude Goudemel or. Louis Bourgeois. They were both 16th century French composers who both contributed okay. to the Genevan Psalter. And um, so I don't know which one is, I don't know who wrote it. Uh, there seems to be okay. some debate and I may not be a good enough music historian to actually weigh in with an opinion. Dig into all of them and have an opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, very good. So it sounds like we have a, a German, a German text translated into English that we sing to a French tune. Yes. That Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very European. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so what should we know about this hymn's musical or poetic structure? Well, um, it's just basic strophic form, you know, like verse repeating form, like most hymns that I know. Um, it doesn't have a chorus. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Okay. That's called and I, strophic. Yeah, strophic. Um, okay, and good. What, yeah. what, I, what I did with it is, um, well, here's my, my take on it, my story. I was using the Episcopal Hymnal 1982 when I started learning this hymn for, um, mm -hmm. for our church. And in the Episcopal Hymnal, it's just written out as a melody only. There's no, um, there's no harmony written in the Episcopal Hymnal. There is a harmony somewhere. It's just not in the Episcopal hymnal. And at the time, I was just using that as my source. Um, I was actually working on it at a time when I was like out in the middle of nowhere. And I didn't even have internet at that place. And I was just looking at this. And so when I harmonized it myself to play at church, I harmonized it in the relative minor key instead of the major key, which is what its original um, harmonization is. Oh, so that's so my take on it is very different just because I harmonized it completely different because all I was working from was the melody. So and I, I sort of put it onto a grid, you know, I put it into a, a four four time signature so that I could strum guitar with it. Because um, I really appreciate just being able to uh, I like to contemporize things in a way that allows hmm. our people at our church to enter in. So that's that's where my recording came from was from that. Yeah. So you uh, so the the melody the, they just had the melody and you sort of unknowingly harmonized this just how it felt in just kind of how it felt right to you, but unknowingly had harmonized mm -hmm. into the relative minor key instead of the major key. That it's that there's also a, mel a harmony for is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in the in the so version that we're going to hear, it is <laughs> is is written in that minor key as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Well, very good. So what um, so what what good news does this hymn speak to us today? Then that's my final question for all of our songwriters. Well, um, I guess I kind of feel like the big obvious is Isaiah 40. I mean, that is good news that, <laughs> that our sins mm -hmm. are paid for and that God speaks comfort to us in the coming of Christ and that God is going to raise up the valleys and bring down the mountains and there's justice in his coming. But uh, just, you know, like on what you said before about how, 
you know, that this was written by a German guy in the 17th century and an English woman in the 19th century translated for us and some 20th century publisher put it to a Frenchman's hymn from the 16th century. (laughs) You know, I just think in that, it's kind of like the great cloud of witnesses and the multitude Mm. surrounding the throne, you know, that all these Mm. artists' hands have touched this text that was preserved from 700 years before Christ, and yet here we are still singing it and I don't yeah. know, I just, I find myself in that great cloud of witnesses. And to me, that is very yeah. hopeful as well. Yeah. Yeah, we we talked with uh, Cindy Rethmeyer last week, and uh, she mentioned the themes of justice as well, being good news uh, for us today right. uh, as well. And I, I appreciate the addition there of that uh, thought of the great cloud of witnesses, um, and that as we sing our hymns <laughs> during Advent and Christmas Tide, that we are... You know, we're joining with saints and angels around the throne and join, joining our voices to theirs Amen. Uh, in singing praise. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Anna. We really appreciate hearing about this hymn. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, letting me share. Yes. Listeners, I hope you enjoy Anna's own recording that we're going to hear now of Comfort, Comfort Ye My People.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the C4SO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Email us your thoughts and suggestions at connect at c4so.org.